0: Good morning, good morning St. Paul (laughs) This is your host That of course always talks about food (laughs) I am your unboozy foodie Thank you so much for joining me this morning Okay, it's going to be another wonderful or beautiful Saturday And I think we're supposed to have fairly good weather I, I suppose for the holiday too I think I did see something about rain on Sunday But you know But for right now, thank you so much for joining me. It's like a breathing, a sigh of relief because the weekend has begun finally, but it gives you an opportunity to find out some information about new foods or recipes, uh, restaurants. Today is going to be more about recipes though. I'm just going to tell you (laughs) to start. It'll be more about recipes. Um, but again, I want to thank you so much for joining me. Uh, as always, you could uh, catch this show every Saturday at 10 a.m. Only on WEQI. Uh, and to begin, too, uh, I want to mention about... Gosh, I remember when I the show <laughs> started many moons ago. <laughs> there was... Uh, organization that I had brought or I had mentioned about, gosh, some time ago, Uh, and it's called um, City Kid Farms. And City Kid Farms, um, you know, I was driving by and tried to be conscious of where things are. (laughs) Uh, I was driving by or leaving work uh, and I had forgotten that they were nearby my work anyway they are located on one location I should say is the Midtown Greenway uh, and if specifically the address where you'll be able to find city Kib farms is two eight three two 5th Avenue south so twenty eight thirty two Fifth Avenue south and that's in Minneapolis and I only I bring this you know to you know your attention you know again because uh, as I have talked about it in the past. Um, they are, uh, they're in support of community supported, uh, agriculture. they are, they're referred to as urban ventures, community support, um, uh, supported agriculture or CSA. Um, and they are, one, they're really giving children an opportunity uh, to see a process of business agriculture, um, And a sense of pride not only for themselves uh, but for their communities and their neighborhoods but they are open Uh, they've kind of expanded you know their I I guess their operation a little bit I remember that it was much smaller uh, but uh, I see that they have grown a bit they have uh, two greenhouses they have um, educational plot area where of course the children can come and do actual agriculture themselves uh, there's a bee app uh, app area as well as you know a small orchard in that in that area as well so again just mentioning you know as I'm oftentimes talking about uh, farmers markets here's one that is actually starting or they've started uh, and have grown uh, and why not support something that's in your local neighborhood now of course I am mentioning the one in, in Minneapolis there is also another in Lakeville so if you are listening perhaps on the tune in app or <laughs> on maybe another mobile device or what um, yeah. if you are in Lakeville they also have a city kid farm as well in Lakeville it's a six acre plot uh, neighborhood youths, volunteers go there. They grow about 45,000 pounds of fresh produce a year. So again, larger plot area or acreage that they have available for the farm. But they are located at 26457 Dodd Boulevard. That's again in Lakeville, Minnesota 55044. Um, you know, I, I feel really close to the one, well, literally, no pun intended actually, I <laughs> I feel very I have it's close to my heart basically because I know that when I've gone there they were very very nice the children are always very helpful and they are really proud when you come and purchase their 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 produce um you know they're they bag the gro- uh, the produce for I was going to say groceries they bag the um produce for you they make suggestions which I thought was just really you know not funny but was smart of them Um, of course they do do have adult supervision so the adults that were there really were just kind of like taking a step back and most likely they've already had a plan on what they how they wanted to handle uh, the operation for their farm Uh, and they handled it very well so it's again those two locations and uh, let's see I think they mentioned hmm. they are actually going to have because the the you know the CSA urban venture CSA it's in its second year and they're talking about how you know they'll be able to individuals that are if you would assigned or involved in the CSA they can pick up you know their vegetables. Uh, Know, and talk with any of the youth farmers uh, starting June 13th. Um, so there are three locations that they can pick up from, and I believe they ma- I mentioned just those two, but I'm not certain of the other location. can't really, I don't really know where that is. No. Well, but uh, more information uh, can be found on urbanventures.org if you'd like to find out further information about City Kid Farms, um, you know, certainly you have an opportunity to help support them. Um, You know, they're they're doing good within the community, Uh, and as you know, I've talked in the past about um, food deserts. Considering that, yes, there are areas within you know the Minneapolis area and even around the Midtown Greenway. Uh, but perhaps there still may not be an opportunity for those to get to those immediate or those grocery stores or, uh, areas where larger grocery stores. And honestly, the Midtown Greenway, it's so convenient. You really can ride your bike up to it. (laughs) And if you have maybe a little basket or a bag or something, you know, you could definitely park and really do your own shopping. Uh, you know, for some produce, so definitely go out and support them. They are once again uh, in the Minneapolis um, neighborhood of uh, Midtown uh, Greenway, of course. Uh, that address once again is two eight three, uh, excuse me, two eight <laughs> two eight three two Fifth Avenue South, <laughs> and that's in Mi- Minneapolis five five four zero eight. So I am looking forward to going out there. Uh, and definitely getting some produce i'm not talking about today but because uh, it's so near to work i literally walk and get some produce and bring it back and put it in the refrigerator <laughs> anyway uh, that is city kid farms um i want to mention that uh, if you have any questions or perhaps even comments you know i am available to take questions your phone calls or your questions you could uh, leave a question on my facebook page which is the unbougie foodie or else uh, maybe by email if you'd like the foodie at gmail.com or (laughs) by calling while the show is on live (laughs) you could always call 651-200-3479 again that's 651-200-3479 and you know suggestions that you might have about maybe uh, another farmer's market that perhaps you really enjoy or haven't gone to and are interested in going to uh maybe a recipe or something of interest along the lines of a restaurant (laughs) that you would like to go to or have gone to and you're willing to share with the rest of the community. So uh, again, uh, feel free to reach out and I'm here to answer questions or again, open to share any type of uh, communication uh, and conversations with you about food and areas within our local community that uh, you could visit suggestions are (laughs) very open uh but i want to move on to and we talked about um you know the city kid farms uh a couple of weeks ago when i went to a friend and her mom they threw a i would say a themed maybe uh, error type. Uh, error <laughs> type uh, themed party. Uh, and it was, there was a dessert that was made by a very, sp- uh, a really nice guest. She was also a chef. Uh, she made a chiffon pie or a chiffon cake. Now, I was not able to find that specific recipe, but another friend asked, hey, you know, you talked about that. Do you think you could, you know, either get the recipe or something, or maybe mention it on the air? So I did a little bit of research, and you know, I found, I would say something close to that. I would believe um, it is a raspberry chiffon pie. So again, like I said, today is going to be a little bit of a, <laughs> a recipe day. <laughs> so <laughs> get a pen <laughs> and some paper. So there might be some recipes that you might find quite uh, interesting. Um, hopefully, you'll you'll really enjoy it. <laughs> um, the ras- raspberry chiffon pie it starts up. I mean, it serves about eight. takes about ten minutes to prep and four hours. So again, you have to be patient. So let's just say that you're preparing this for later on in the evening or maybe the next day. Um, yeah, you can't have it immediately, or even within an hour. You gotta wait about four hours. So it's it's quite simple, believe it or not, but uh, here are the ingredients for it. You'll need one cup of heavy cream, one eight-ounce package of cream cheese, soften, because you don't really wanna work with hard cream cheese, one 10-ounce jar of raspberry preserves, one nine-inch graham cracker pie crust now of course true bakers dessert foodies they're going to probably say well i'll do my own rather than going to purchase uh, a graham cracker pie crust that is true you can do that Uh, i don't think i'm the most fabulous baker when it comes to like pies cakes and probably some other desserts yes especially if it's dealing with chocolate but yeah uh not so much with pies uh so yeah (laughs) you're gonna have to go out and get it but nine inch one nine inch graham cracker pie crust (laughs) at your local grocery store uh and then fresh uh, raspberries and mint leaves just to garnish if you really wanted to so The instructions, uh, you know, for the recipe goes on uh, to mention that you know, in a medium bowl, you're going to hopefully everyone has an electric mixer. If not, try to get one. (laughs) But you're going to use that electric mixer uh, because you really want, again, a chiffon. The chiffon, uh, the the type, it's very light and airy and. You want that same type of you want that lightness, so there is a need to actually have the ingredients being whipped to a very light foam, if you would. But you're going to use that electric mixer on high, uh, medium hot, medium to high speed. Uh, you're going to be whipping the uh, whipped cream, or you're going to be beating <laughs> the whipped cream um, until it starts to form peaks. And you're probably wondering, okay, how, how do I know? I mean, when it starts to form peaks, well, after you're doing your, after you're whipping or beating your, with the whipping cream with the electric uh, mixer, uh, perhaps maybe two or three minutes, lift, shut it off, lift it from, you know, the hand mixer from the actual whipped cream, and you should see an actual peak um, if it's if, if it's still kind of a little bit uh, low when it comes down to the how the peak is, do that for about another a minute or so. And then you should see that's what they're referring to as until stiff peaks form. So you want that peak, picture just like a mountain, I mean, you know, or you're playing in the sand or something. Anyway, we're talking about food, not sand. <laughs> You want that those uh, the whipping cream to have stiff peaks, um, and that's what it's referring to. So once you reach that point, you want to set that aside. Then you're going to take a large bowl. You're then going to beat the cream cheese uh, on medium high heat until it's really really smooth. Um, you're then going to add the raspberry preserves, and then you're going to beat uh, the uh, that mixture. Um, yeah, you're going to beat the mixture until on low, uh, just so that it gets combined, not like overly uh, so that the preserves are truly incorporated uh, and all mixed in and and to a certain extent kind of starts to get watery sort of? No. Once you have combined those two ingredients, the raspberry and the cream cheese, um, you're then going to fold in the whipped cream, you know, the ones that you set aside in the first bowl that you were trying to get peeks from. <laughs> and the, there's an art to fold it uh, when it's saying gently fold in the whipping cream. Um, so it's not like you're going to take the bowl of whipping cream and kind of pour it in and start to mix. You literally want to, it's kind of a gentle process, you want to be able to perhaps take a a large enough scoop maybe with a a spatula, a spatula is best, and if you have the silicone type those seem to work better than anything, but certainly uh, by having a spatula you're able to literally put that whipping, whipping cream in with the other ingredients and almost like you're about to stir you're actually going to kind of lift the all three ingredients and just kind of like as you're turning it over and that really is what you're doing um so after you do that you know continue to do that until all the whipped cream is um is incorporated with the other two ingredients or or excuse me the whipped cream is incorporated with the other two ingredients you know the um cream cheese and the raspberry then after that's all together you're then going to take the mixture and spoon it in the pie crust uh and again for the chiffon being that it is light and airy you don't want to really do a pour and that is the reason why I mentioned you want to spoon in the mixture uh into the pie crust you still want to be able to have uh, the light airiness, so by spooning it in, it still adds that air that's needed um, for the pie uh, to be continue with that light, airy taste and, and feel. It's all about aesthetics, people. Next, last part, which this is the part that's hard because here's where you have to be patient. You're gonna cover that and then freeze it for, and again, they said at least four hours or until firm so I'd say go the four hours just kind of like put it all together put it in the freezer and know that okay I'm not gonna have that right now maybe go out do some gardening go shopping do whatever's gonna (laughs) take your mind off of that raspberry chiffon while it sits in the freezer waiting for you to have a taste then if you really want to kind of lighten it up even more, you could certainly add some whipped cream on top of it after you've added a slice to your, your plate and then garnish it with some raspberries and some mint leaves. Again, just as as a garnish, but you know and then you have your raspberry chiffon pie. <laughs> so if you're interested, you'll be able to find this information on (laughs) this recipe of the raspberry chiffon pie on the un foodie, um, page. Definitely make sure, um, that you get an opportunity to, to see that on there. Again, as always, I'm always encouraging anyone, uh, any of our listeners to certainly feel free to contact myself, um, Either on air or on Facebook, and leave a question or a comment, uh, and you know let us know about the show, or you know if you're interested in hearing about a specific topic or subject. You know again, that's it's very open for that as well. Um, I want to mention that you know I think it was last week that I mentioned that you know WEQI is going to be uh, they last year. They had uh, an an event or a festival. I I say I like to say festival because to me it it really it was it was an enjoyable time and everything. And gosh, I'm just looking for an opportunity to you know attend and be there Uh, once again. I just didn't know a date, so. Uh, I won't say hot off the presses cuz it's not but you know they probably they've been planning for it <laughs> but finally there is a date August 22nd uh 7th Street Live is back it is back so there is going to be food art uh it's family friendly I gosh the last time the time that I first attended to see the children out uh I mean, this entire street area was just kind of like blocked off and it just gave way for children to f- have fun, play people to associate and meet others in the community, as well as my favorite thing, the food trucks. <laughs> so although I do not know what food trucks are going to be out there, I certainly am excited to uh, you know, know that they're, they're going to be there. You're going to be there. Uh, and which r- reminds me, I saw this morning, uh, if anybody knows the egg roll queen, <laughs> knows that food truck, uh, one of my favorite food trucks, <laughs> she was at uh, 7th Street Live last year. I hope she's going to be there this year. So I think uh, WEQI is actually you know looking for vendors and other business owners and so on, and those that are interested you know to be a part of you know 7th Street Live but I say that because the Egg Roll Queen is I believe she said she's going to be on at Arcade and Rose so if you know where that is in St. Paul Arcade and Rose she's going to be there from 11 to 2 (laughs) so shout out to the Egg Roll Queen (laughs) yeah I love your Egg Rolls (laughs) And all your other dishes, too. Y'all remember when I had that uh, food tasting from her, right? Yeah. Uh, they did that, man. Good food. You know, family-owned. Definitely support them. <laughs> so, again, Arcade and Rose, they are going to be there from 11 to 2. So, get out there. <laughs> it's funny. Uh if you missed, if it, gonna be, if you've ever missed any of shows in the past, just know that uh, you can listen to the Unbougie Foodie uh, past shows, if you would, or episodes on various. Uh, what would you say? podcast type media (laughs) one is definitely soundcloud so if you're not familiar with soundcloud you could go to soundcloud.com uh and look for the Ambuji foodie or you could go to stitcher uh stitcher is also an area that um you know i make my shows available for those that would like to you know listen to past uh, episodes um hey find out some information of some place new that you haven't gone to, now mind you, those are in the past. But either those restaurants are, you know, still <laughs> they're still open, <laughs> uh, or there might be a point or something of interest um, on one of the past shows that you might say, hey, why don't we do that this summer or go here this summer or uh, in the upcoming season or a farmers market, whichever the case is. Just know that the and past shows are also available and as always you could always contact me and i'll let you know where um, those episodes can be found moving on moving on okay so i have you know how you i don't know if i there i have so many i don't have so many i was just going to mention that there are a number of foodie friends that i know that they talk about oh well uh yeah i have tons of recipe books and you know some of that they do some wonderful fabulous uh dishes um ones that i I, they seem intimidating (laughs) to me so uh, i was like I'm surprised that I don't have any recipe books, and I was like, "Are you serious?" Um, yeah, I'm talking third person. I'm talking to myself <laughs> when I'm saying this, <laughs> but I was just doing some—I don't know if you want to call it spring cleaning—and uh, I found the recipe books that I I knew that I had, and had to, for whatever reason thought that I didn't have any, uh, and particular for. I think everyone starts off with this type of recipe uh, book, the Betty Betty Crocker recipe book, and of course Betty Crocker has some uh, variety of types. I mean, there are the dessert types, you know, ones for specifically for roasts or Thanksgiving or whatnot. The one that I happened to pick up was country cooking. <laughs> Who knew and i think i probably had even gotten this gosh when i was when i was living in los angeles or california i'll say yeah california so it kind of tells you how long ago it was i was like i knew that i had something I knew it you know tell me that i told myself i didn't have anything i'm like i don't believe that but I was just going through it, and was coming across a number of different recipes that I'm like, why haven't I done this? It is very difficult, admittedly, to when you come come from a family where you all um, you getting together, we we cook. When you're by yourself, I mean, true enough, I, I guess I could say I should be cooking for other friends and so forth, and I don't know why I haven't but it, it's hard to cook for yourself I mean do a recipe that you know it, it's going to be for like four servings or something like that because I, 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 I'm, I'm, a, I'm a rule follower so uh, cutting down I feel that if I cut down on certain things or try to modify the recipe to a certain extent it might not come out the way that it needs to so I'm like okay I could only do this for groups of people but I think I need to get out of that and I hope too that if you are a person that loves or enjoys being in the kitchen or just being a foodie in general um, you use recipes Uh, I've said over times again that recipes are really just a foundation yes yes they do if you are looking to have an outcome that is i'd say picture perfect or proven certainly um stick to that but why not add your own spin or own touch of to it why why not um so i i feel that i'm going to i'm going to start doing that maybe Uh, I'll have to uh, do it over a friend's house and say hey I'm going to come over I've got all the ingredients I'm going to cook for you or I'm going to make a a particular dish just for you you just sit back and let me make sure that this dish or this meal is taken care of for you (laughs) I'm going to do that one day I really am But while going through this, you know, I I always talked about, you know, the savory and big meals and so forth. I never really get a chance to talk or I I shouldn't even say never get a chance. I just have not spoken as much as I should about like breakfast. And so I just want to mention one or two recipes that I found in this in the Betty Crocker Country Cooking. Betty Crocker Country Cooking uh, it's called Surprise French Toast so again this is it's a recipe day folks it really is and there's a reason for that you know you your, your uh fabulous host here uh, hasn't had an opportunity to go to a new restaurant I mean uh, you know I did go to dinner last night to a taco truck which I'll mention that in a little bit (laughs) in a little bit but breakfast yeah surprise french toast and you know i i'd say that you could here's where you could probably switch up things a little bit too but here are the ingredients uh we'll go kind of slow but i'll also see about making this available so that you could see the surprise french toast so you're going to have here we <laughs> we're we using cream cheese again so be prepared one package uh, well in this case it's going to be 3 ounces of cream cheese, uh, 16 slices of french bread um, and they encourage to have, have it cut or sliced in a half inch slices or thickness one cup of milk four eggs Two tablespoons of margarine or butter, powdered sugar, maple-flavored syrup. And that doesn't really necessarily have to be maple, but, you know, because there are so many different types that are available. Gosh. I think I... Yeah. There's... Wow. Uh, I think someone had... We were talking... I was talking to a friend about rhubarb or strawberry. There's bourbon, vanilla, there's, yeah, so many different, so use your own that syrup, the last one, put your own spin on it. But the ingredients, you have the instructions for the surprise French toast. It's gonna take about 25 minutes for prep time for this, and then, you know, start to finish, again, you should, it should go very quickly. So no need to worry about waiting. You're gonna spread one tablespoon of cream cheese on each side of eight eight bread slices. And then you're going to top with the second bread slice. Uh, You're then gonna whisk together the milk, the four eggs in a large bowl. And then you're going to heat your griddle or skillet if you are using that. But you want uh, that to be medium heat or maybe about 350 degrees. Um, and then you're going to melt some margarine. So after that's done, you're then going to dip your sandwiches. So again, those bread slices that have been spooned on with the cream cheese. You're going to then dip those in the egg mixture and then carefully place them on the griddle. You're then going to cook each of them about eight minutes on each side or until they're golden brown. You're going to then sprinkle what powdered sugar and then serve with your favorite syrup. And I know, I, again, I mentioned maple flavored syrup. Whichever syrup is your <laughs> your flavor, your favorite. I was going to say flavor it. <laughs> yeah. Make sure that uh, you're putting your own touch on that. And the surprise in it is the fact that you have cream cheese. And again, put another spin on it if you'd like. You could always add maybe some preserves in with that uh, cream cheese. Make sure you soften your cream cheese, of course, and then incorporate it maybe with some strawberries or maybe some type of preserve, maybe apricot preserves. And then use, rather than use a heavier type of syrup, Use a light syrup since you know that there's already some sweetness already within uh, your French toast. Surprise! So, again, always put your a spin on a recipe so that it becomes yours. And that's just one. Um, there are so many different others that I, I've gone through my recipe book, <laughs> the Betty Crocker Country Cooking recipe book. Uh, gosh there's you know a pesto macaroni salad grilled three cheese sandwiches so that first one of course you know was more breakfast one but then you know throughout as you go throughout the book it gets more savory uh, different types of you know dishes and then of course the wonderful area of desserts apricot mousse Strawberry rhubarb flumery <laughs> Wow I, I've never heard about flumery before but this is just off topic Flumeries they're what thickened with oatmeal is what they're saying is and most times when you're using uh, a or doing a dessert, you're trying to use stor- cornstarch or flour. Um, but in this case, no. Mm, it's thickened with oatmeal. Well, I can't talk about that one because I don't know it. And I don't want to mention it on the air. And you're like, well, what is he mentioning? What is he talking about? I will have to do some more research on flumery. Again, <laughs> going through the recipe book, uh, it's just some exciting Things that, or recipes that, love to share, uh, and in my opinion, uh, they're simple. They're they're honestly m- many of them take not many ingredients. So you know, I think that's the other thing to remember: not to be intimidated by a recipe. And again, I have to learn that myself. Simply following a recipe. It will come out the best way. It really would. But always put your own spin on it. That is the message of today on the Unbougie Foodie. You doing a recipe, put your own spin on it. <laughs> so, okay, that's that recipe. And. Uh, that's just one. There is one that I I have not. I thought, okay, well, maybe it's just, you know, deviled eggs. And, you know, they put a little sliver of salmon or something like that. And I'm talking about, you know, my taste of a dish or a appetizer that was offered at the Minnesota Food and Wine. Uh, That was a couple of months ago, um, but you know, I found in rest another recipe book. (laughs) Yeah, they they were recipe books were coming out the woodworks. So there is a recipe book that I have specific to appetizers, and likewise to, of course, I am quite sure any recipe book. uh, Yeah, these are just some wonderful. S- simple appetizers uh, okay well there is one that's in there that I was I, I thought was this one's a, a bit uh, detailed <laughs> I'll say uh, that's for another time though but I mentioned this smoked devil bags because they have that in this recipe book and it is a classic appetizer, you know, when it's deviled eggs. But having that smoked uh, salmon uh, added to the the mixture, and then uh, a small uh, piece or sliver that's placed on top with some dill—oh my goodness, it's it's some amazing stuff. And so I'm going to share that with you all. No, time is really getting away but i really want to share this with you so let's start off with the ingredients it's going to be 12 eggs a half a cup of mayonnaise two ounces of cream cheese softened half a teaspoon of dijon mustard and actually i apologize that is one uh, half a tablespoon remember if it says tbsp it is tablespoon if it's tsp it is teaspoon so i looked at tablespoon but saw on another portion of the recipe teaspoon and said teaspoon it's a half a tablespoon of dijon mustard two teaspoons finely chopped fresh dill weed one teaspoon of white wine vinegar one teaspoon of salt, eight ounces of cold smoked salmon that's been divided, and then, of course, you have your garnish that you're going to have, and we could talk about that in later when we're done. But you're going to cook your eggs, it takes about 45 minutes. First off, the total time is about an hour 35 minutes to do this, so a lot of times people will do this a few hours before they are about to have a dinner party and it's best either that way i mean true enough you could do probably the eggs overnight or the night before and then do your preparation fully of do, preparing the actual filling the next day or so forth but yeah i like them fresh sorry because you're still gonna have to put them back in the in the refrigerator so anyway. You're going to cook your eggs. You're going to place the eggs in a casserole uh, or just any dish. Uh, You're going to add cold water, cover it for about a minute. Uh, Excuse me. A minute. Not a minute. (laughs) You're going to cover it in about an inch uh, of water uh, and then bring it to a boil. Uh, Make sure that you remove whatever your eggs are in. You know, and when it's heated, um, you know, from the heat after it's in the boil, but you're gonna cover it. Um, you're gonna let your egg stand, and maybe if you have remembered, you know, about finally doing hard-boiled eggs. Uh, if you're not familiar, definitely look online, or you can always go back to maybe an unboozy foodie uh, episode mm-hmm. where I talked about that. but certainly you could always find out uh, the best way to do your boil your eggs especially if you're doing deviled eggs Um, but you immediately want to run cold water over them so that it basically stops the cooking process so again you're going to let your eggs stand you're going to have it covered you're going to wait about 20 minutes and then you're going to run that cold water over the eggs or you could put them in an ice water bath so all that is is just water maybe in a bowl and a few cubes of ice in this case you're working with what 12 eggs you probably want to add maybe the entire ice tray (laughs) and then just until the water is until the you know until they're cool and then remove your shells Uh, next you're going to prepare your filling so You're gonna take your eggs, cut them lengthwise. You're gonna cut them in half lengthwise. Um, You're going to remove the yolk, and this is, I guess, an art form, because it says that you have to do this very carefully. Can't go too hard or too difficult in getting the uh, egg yolks out. But you're gonna set the egg yolks aside or separately. And you're going to mash those yolks, Um, then you're going to stir in your mayonnaise, your cream cheese, mustard, dill weed, vinegar, and salt, and mix it very, very well. You're going to blend it. You want it to really kind of be really smooth. Then you're going to chop your salmon, and you could either do it in small bite-sized pieces or strips. I think in strips are, are really nice because it adds that, that touch of class, basically, when you're um, adding it on to the filling itself. But however you choose to do it, uh, definitely uh, make sure that uh, you have those set aside, uh, and then add a few pieces uh, to it. You know, it doesn't really say that much other than you know you're going to use eight ounces but you're going to chop some of the salmon to mix in with the yolk mixture and then once you do you're going to mix that again very well finally comes to the assembly portion which is kind of easy and you don't really have to be all fancy because you're probably wondering okay well how now do i fill these uh you know the egg whites with the filling? You know, I don't have them looking, I can't have them looking all pretty. I don't have the equipment. Never fear. If you have a Ziploc bag, you could certainly cut, cut off a small snip of the Ziploc bag at the corner. Well, first you wanna actually add the filling into the Ziploc bag. But if you have a, a pastry bag, with you know the ones with the little designs and so forth. When it comes out, you squeeze it or so forth. If you're, if you're, you know, a baker, you you kind of have those things. <laughs> but if you're not, and you're just a foodie and you just really love food and you enjoy making certain things such as this, you don't necessarily have to be all fanciful you can be very unbougie <laughs> and still come out with a wonderful looking presentation. And again, that's where I'm getting to where put uh, some of the filling in a Ziploc bag, snip off the end uh, of one of the corners um, you know of the Ziploc bag and just simply, you know, squeeze the bag and it will come off or come out of you know the snipped hole uh and that's how you actually and it's just kind of referred to as piping if you would and there are other terminologies or whatever but that's just the easy way to do it uh and then just pipe that into each one of your uh egg whites you know and then take some of those thinly sliced pieces of salmon Place that over the top of the filling that you just piped into the egg whites, and then remember the dill. You know, you still should have a little bit of dill, so sprinkle that over the top as that extra garnish. And then you want to have that refrigerated for at least thirty minutes, just so all the flavors, you know, it gives that that opportunity for it to all the flavors and everything to to blend together. Um, but you know, you're probably already where it was working with it's kind of warm or you know it's at room temperature so you want that uh the filling to firm up and you want the eggs to be cold and of course more importantly you want the fish to be cold too so you definitely want to put that in the refrigerator for at least 30 minutes again to have those flavors blend uh, after 30 minutes you should be fine um definitely bring those out i Enjoy having those with toothpicks readily available, or, or, you know, they can be finger foods as well, but definitely, you know, you don't, again, have to be very fanciful. Certainly, your friends are going to appreciate the fact that you've made such a wonderful presentation anyway. So, there you have it. Smoked Salmon Deviled Eggs. I will also have that uh, recipe available. All these recipes, I'll make make sure that they are available on the Unbougie Foodie page, just so that you you never know. You if you're having wonderful weather. You might some friends are probably asking, "Well, what are you gonna bring?" <laughs> I don't know. Why not bring some smoked salmon, deviled eggs? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I'll make sure that it is available on the Unbougie Foodie. So. As always, I'm going to always encourage you to go to the umbuji um, Foodie page and to, you know, check out, you know, new places that I've posted um, that you might like to go to, uh, a food experience that I've had or a recipe in this case uh, that uh, will be available. Wow. Uh, it's a, like I said, I'm staring out the window a little <laughs> bit and I'm seeing, you know, the sun and a little bit of a breeze and whatnot. And all I could think of is definitely being outdoors. Um, I'm thinking of the different farmers markets that are open and are going to be open until about like one, two today. And then also thinking about. Uh, I suppose you could say a a party or two that might be in the works. (laughs) That uh, I'm trying to think, what am I going to bring? (laughs) There are just so many things that are in my in my head that I would like to bring. But first and foremost, I needed to make sure that I told you all, all of my listeners, listeners of WEQI, some recipes next week when I return at the same time Saturday at 10am I will make sure to have for you a restaurant or two that I have gone to but also more importantly next week I will be mentioning or announcing basically who that winner is uh, for the UnBougie Foodie special dish i guess contest <laughs> again the name i, I wanted didn't want to make it sound all uh, yeah <laughs> so we'll just leave it at that the unbougie foodie dish contest <laughs> so as you know the past three weeks i have told you a certain vegetable in this case this week is going to be a little bit different because you can't always have just a vegetable You need to have some type of protein or meat or something in there. So week number one, just as a recap, week number one was uh, ramps or wild leeks is what they can also be called. If you haven't gotten them because, you know, sometimes they do come out early in the spring. Not a problem. Again, any of these ingredients that I'm mentioning or that I've mentioned in past shows as long as there is a recipe and a picture of the dish that you've made, um, explaining what is in the you know in the dish, uh, that is what is going to be considered acceptable. So, first week was ramp or wild leeks. Second week was Thai eggplant. Third week, which was last week, <laughs> uh, that was broccoli rob. So remember, it's not broccoli. <coughs> it's broccoli. Rob. Broccoli. Rob is more of a leafy vegetable, not so much the floret, uh, the actual broccoli itself, you know, with the florets and so forth. No, it's not that. <laughs> this week, if you are so inclined to participate in this contest, which I hope you are, because I tell you, I the the restaurant i i think i'm keeping it a secret because i i want to keep it a secret <laughs> i want to i really want to entice people i really want to entice you but trust me when i tell you that this i've gone to this restaurant many times before and it is on the east side it's it's an enjoyable place i mean you can go there and enjoy a great meal great appetizers great happy hour if you are again so inclined also an adult beverage but trust me when i tell you that you will enjoy yourself at the restaurant if you are a winner and a contestant <laughs> why did i say it like that if you're a contestant or someone that is interested in participating in this contest for the Ambuji foodie you know, please feel free, send in uh, your picture and that recipe of what you've created uh, to theunbougiefoodie at gmail.com. And you also did get, I have gotten a few uh, recipes already. Just want to make sure that I, I do the entire month. And then finally, this last, the last show or, well, It's going to be the month of June, actually. But that's when I'll have the opportunity of announcing who that winner is um, that's participated. Trust me, you're going to enjoy yourself at this restaurant. But this week, this week's item is, (laughs) and I said a protein, so it's not going to be steak. Well, okay, maybe it's, 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 it's bison. I know that's, you have to make it a little bit interesting. It can't just be, okay, we're going to do steak. (laughs) But hey, there are so many different foodies out there. I'm quite sure that you have something in your wealth of knowledge of doing bison, whether it be a bison burger or maybe just uh, uh, a bison Caesar salad. I'm giving you, I'm giving you, giving away certain things <laughs> which i probably shouldn't but anyway the last ingredient and again these are not like all ingredients that you have to incorporate all together in the same dish again if you're just using any one of these dishes in or excuse me any one of these items in your dish you're considered a, a contestant for this contest so again feel free to submit those recipes and again picture is very important to the unbougie foodie at gmail.com of course these recipes if they're families or recipes or so forth you know they of course will remain yours no way shape or form will they become the unbougie foodie but uh in doing so uh, if given the opportunity uh, i would like to share that recipe on the air uh So that others might have an opportunity to experience the wonderful dish that uh, you as a listener has submitted. So, again, uh, as I end the show, I want to remind everyone that I am here every Saturday at 10 a.m. Constantly providing you wonderful places, wonderful food dishes. Again, all about food. (laughs) <laughs> I like to say the pleasures of the table <laughs> but as I end every show I really want to thank you again uh, for joining me today whether with your coffee or just doing yard work or whatnot, thank you so much for tuning in to the UnBougie Foodie and as always never let anyone tell you what type of foodie to be because really it is all about the food until next week